Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. I'm so thankful that as a child of God, I'm a happy man. I'm a happy person. I'm a blessed man. I have a blessed life. I have a happy life, a thankful life, a good life, because Christ is in me. Is Christ in you? Maybe you're suffering in the normal things of life, but yet if Christ is in you, then you're a happy person, a blessed person. I read all through the Bible, the lives of men and women who went through deep valleys, who suffered, but because they had Christ, because they had a relationship with God the Creator, knew Him so personally, so intimately, They were happy, they were blessed, they were thankful. They knew they had the good part in life. And you know, the Bible, the gospel is full of celebration. It's full of life, it's full of thanksgiving. Some people, they have a wrong vision of the gospel. They have a wrong vision of a child of God, of a Christ life. They think it's a life of suffering, a life of poverty, a life of sacrifice, a life of pain. And you know, of course, these things are in the life of a child of God. Jesus himself, the son of God, he suffered and he went through difficult valleys in his life. But you know, I never hear any complaint. I never read about him cursing and, 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 and speaking so you know, depressingly about his life, about the things of life, about the road he had to take in life. I always read about his thankfulness to God, his joy and his, his, his happiness to live this life with the Father, intimate with the Father. And the same with Paul and others. But if I think of my own parents, they gave their life to the gospel pioneering the ministry, living the life as a sacrifice unto him. And I know many times there were, oh, difficult times and, and people said such hurtful things on today. Oh, people can say such hurtful things, especially on social media. Sometimes, oh, what people will dare to write there or put there, it's so, so hurting and, and it goes so deep and I don't understand how they can say those things, but, but yet they do and, and, and If you read those things, and if I think of my parents who, about whom they said so many things, you know, because, well, it was in the Bible days that way. It's the same today. If you're, if you're a child of God, even of Jesus, they said he was a wine drinker and he went with sinners and they said such evil things of Jesus and they say evil things of the servants of God. And I would go to Papa and I would say, Papa, oh, listen and hear what they're saying about you. How can you be so calm? How can you preach a loving gospel and a forgiving gospel and a happy gospel when they say such evil things? about you and you know many times he would say John look to my hands do you see any holes no no nails in my hands no crown of thorns on my head Jesus he took it all for me he took the suffering he took the pain and that little suffering that I go through in life it's nothing to carry that for my Lord it is nothing and he carries it for me and and he was not a complainer my mother never complained oh and Paul never complained the true ministers of the gospel they don't complain 
but they know the joy of the gospel. They are so thankful to the Father for calling them. They know the joys of the gospel, I want to say again. Do you know the joys of the gospel? Do you know the good life? Hallelujah. Maybe you're one of those people that's living in such humility and in such poverty because you think that is a sign of being religious. That's a sign of humility. Oh, be happy today in the Lord. Walk with a smile. Whistle, dance, have a little jump in your step. Be happy today. And maybe you say, yes, but this is going wrong and that's going wrong. I've seen people who had no money to feed their children, but yet if you saw them, you wouldn't notice it because they were so happy and thankful, standing in faith that God would take care of them and God did take care of them, hallelujah. But they were happy and thankful and joyous. I want you to be happy because the Bible has so much to be happy about. I want you to be happy because Jesus is alive in you and when he is alive in you, you have a fountain of joy there, hallelujah. I want you to be happy because you know the blessings of the gospel, the joys of the gospel. Oh, it's just like a great meal. It says in Isaiah 25, verse 6, And in this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make unto all people a feast of fat things, a feast of wines on the lees, of fat things full of marrow and of wines on the lees, well refined, Pure wines, good aged wines, wines that are wonderful. Now, I don't want you all to go on the wine bottle and say, well, Pastor John, Evangelist John told me to give to buy some bottles of wine and enjoy the wine. I'm talking about the wine of the gospel. The wine is a symbol of joy. Oh, remember that wedding feast, that wedding celebration. Oh, and they were there with the newlywed couple and they were celebrating that wedding and, you know, the blessing was there, the joy was there, but suddenly somebody said, the wine, the wine is finished. There's no more wine and we're still in the middle of the celebration. What are we going to tell the people? And they will start saying, well, you see, oh, on their wedding day, it already went wrong. There was no more wine there, no more joy, no more blessing there. And that was a symbol to set the pace for their whole married life together. That's how many people live. But you know, Jesus was at that wedding celebration and he transformed water into wine. And it wasn't just some cheap wine. It wasn't just some mediocre wine. It was the best wine that even the master of the feast, he said, what, what a strange thing is this. Usually they give the good wine first and then when everybody's a little bit tipsy and don't really know what they're drinking anymore, they give the lesser wine. But you have saved the best for less. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, he transforms. He transformed the water into wine. He transforms. He will transform in your life that which is normal and he will make it extraordinary and special and he will give you the joy of it. And that's what that wine does. Well, it speaks here about pure wine, well-refined wine, about the good wine. And today I want to take that symbol of wine as a symbol of the blood of Jesus, as a symbol of the gospel bringing us joy. You know, in one of the other sermons, I speak about the meat and I speak about the meat of Jesus. 
I speak about the fat things. I speak about the marrow. But today we talk about the wine, the meat I took as a symbol of the blessing of the gospel and the wine I'm taking as a symbol of the joy of the gospel and this meal that God himself prepared for it says the Lord of hosts himself made this meal, prepared this meal. He made this meal. He made Christ, it says, on that mountain. And on that mountain, Christ was given unto us as a meal. He was sacrificed unto us as a meal for us to eat and to enjoy. And it brings life unto us. It brings blessing to us and it brings joy to us. Oh, if you're a child of God and you have never experienced real joy, well, I don't know what kind of child of God you are, but then you're missing an important factor of the gospel. You're missing the joy. What joy are you talking about? Well, you know, if you go to these uh, high uh, posh restaurants, they will have a menu card and they will have all these different uh, courses. And then you have these different courses of the different meats and uh, et cetera, et cetera. But then they will pair it with a good wine. They will say, well, that meal, that dish of fish, this wine fits perfectly with that course and with that goat or that lamb or, or that beef what you're eating or that fish, this wine pairs with it beautifully and it, it, it just lifts it higher. It just it makes you to enjoy it even that much better. You may say, John, how do you know these things? Are you such a wine drinker? No, when I was young, I went to culinary school and we learned all about the different meals, but we also had to learn about different wines. And I had to learn these things, get a grade for it. But I, I, I saw there was so much how people, they would, you know, how they take the glass and how they smell it and then they take it and, and then they with that special meat and if somebody would pair it wrongly, they would say, how can you drink that together with that meal? But you know, the gospel, the blood of Jesus, the joy of the gospel, it is like a great wine and don't say anything, you and I'm not talking to you to be a wine drinker or an alcoholic, not at all, but the Bible itself uses wine as a symbol of something rich, something good, something to bring joy and to bring blessing. Oh, I'm so thankful on that wedding celebration, the wine was finished, but Jesus turned water into wine and that was the symbol for the rest of their married life that whatever was lacking in their life, Christ would be there to turn it all around and to bring the good life to them. So talk about these joys of the gospel. What joys? Does the gospel bring like a good wine? It brings, first of all, perfect peace with God. Oh, hallelujah for that. Perfect peace with God. You know, man is so restless. And I've been around the world, and it doesn't matter what culture, what color, or what religion is dominant in that nation. People want to have peace in their life. Families want to have peace. Weddings, marriages, they want to have peace. Couples want to have peace. Families want to have peace. And to have peace with each other is a wonderful thing. But you know, something that steers us up and makes us restless is when we have no peace with God. Oh, we are living, but yet condemnation is hanging above us. We already been convicted. Jesus said, I did not come into the world to condemn because the world is already condemned. But I came to bring life and life eternally. You know, we are condemned. We are convicted and punishment will come upon all of us except 
when we have accepted the gospel and be set free and be forgiven and be lifted up to a child of God, oh, that's when that curse is broken over us. And you know, when the curse is broken and when the price is paid, when your sin has been taken away, when you have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus, when you have accepted Christ, his life, that was given in exchange for your life, when you accept that life and accept the gospel and the blessing of the gospel, you get peace with God. A peace will flow into your mind. A peace will flow into your spirit man, into your inner man. Maybe you are a non-believer and you maybe say, I don't know what you're talking about, John, and uh, I've never, I don't know about this. I'm not so restless. I don't lack any peace in my heart. I'm okay with everything. It's because you don't know what real peace is. So you think you have real peace. But once you really receive the peace with God and the peace of God, I tell you, then you start to realize that you have been lacking this peace. Oh, when you know there's no more punishment that you have to be afraid of. There's no more hell that you have to be afraid of. No more devil or demon that you have to be afraid of because now you are a child of God. You have peace with God. Now you can pray and you can speak to your father in the name of Jesus and have fellowship with him. I tell you, that is a real peace. And another joy of the gospel is that it gives full security. Oh, maybe you are in a region of the world where it's not so peaceful at the moment. Maybe your life is in a dangerous area of the world and, and there's fears all around. Well, David is one great example in the Bible. He was living in a time when they were after him. Saul the king was after him to kill him and he was hiding in the caves and he was many times in such danger. But in that danger, he wrote the most beautiful Psalms because he had the blessing, the joy. Oh, he had that inside of his heart. And you can have the joy of the gospel, the security that you know your life is hidden with Christ in the Father. You don't have to fear what this world may bring. You don't have to fear what the future might bring because you are secure in him. You have peace with him. Hallelujah. Another joy of the gospel, another wine, a good wine to rejoice about today is that you live in communion with the Father. You live in communion with God. This elevates you. This, this brings you from, you know, living down in the dirt as a lost sinner. It brings you into high places. It brings you into the throne room of God. We are seated there with him right now, the apostle tells us. It elevates you. It brings you into a different life to know that you are communing with God. You are fellowshipping with God. What an elevation in life. You are not a stranger to God. You are not an enemy to God. He is not your enemy. You don't have to fear him no more. But you can come and you can say, Abba, Father, and commune with him. That is so wonderful. But another thing that the gospel brings, another good wine for you to drink today, is that you have hope eternal. Hope. You know, with hope, you can run the race. And without hope, you will give up today. If you have no more hope, you'll just 
give up and live in depression and you will just accept everything that the devil throws upon your plate. You will just accept every suffering, every pain, every negativity, every condemnation, every accusation. If you have no more hope, oh, but David, he said, oh, I had hoped that I would be in the land of the living again. We have hope, hallelujah. We have eternal hope. Christ is our hope. Christ, he already went into the Holy of Holies and he is our anchor of hope. And we are holding on to that anchor and slowly each day that's passing, we are coming nearer and nearer to our final destination and place. And we have that anchor that is steadfast, that anchor that will never let us go. We have that anchor of hope. Oh, hallelujah for hope. We have hope in Christ. We don't hope in the politicians. We don't hope in the banks. We don't hope in the earthly securities, in the earthly treasures, in the earthly things. But we have our hope upon God. We have our hope in Christ who accomplished it all, who is victor over all. He has accomplished it and he has finished it all for us. And there is no more battle for him to win. He won it all. He crushed the head of the serpent and he brought life to us. Hallelujah. And we have that life as a joyful hope, as a, as a security that we, are, know we, that we know we are in him. Oh, it's wonderful to drink these wines and to enjoy the gospel and to live life as a child of God, my dear friend, that we have perfect peace with our Father. We live in security because he covers us and that we are in communion with him every moment of the day and we have him as a hope, as an anchor of hope. Isn't that a joyful thing today? Father, I thank you today that we have all these and so many more blessings in the gospel. We have these joys in the gospel. While the world is running around in fear, in doubt, and is fearful for the future, is fearful what may be after this life here on earth, is fearful for all the, all the things that can happen. Lord, we don't need to live the same way. We can live in happiness and joy, even if we are in a moment of pain, of suffering, or of lack. We know still that you are with us. You will take care of us. You said you will never forsake us. You will never leave us. You will be with us always. And so today, Lord, I pray that the spirit of the gospel, the spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit will come over my listeners and that that fountain will erupt in their inner man, this fountain of joy, that fountain, Lord, of the word of God, full of promises, full of blessings that are ours in Jesus. Name that they will start to rejoice, Lord, and people might not understand. We ourselves may not understand. How can we be joyful at a time like this? But it is the joy of the gospel that has overcome, Lord, and we thank you for this joy. May it be in my listeners today in a very special and exuberant way by your Holy Spirit, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 